Hello and welcome to Same Boat Huddle. This is episode 71. My name is Erin Miller of Erin Joyce Photography and thank you so much for being here. I love all of you, whether you're brand new, fairly new, or loyal listener since day one or anywhere in between. I'm so excited to have you here. And today I'm talking about something that I think has been um, kind of a pain point among a lot of the community in which I I connect with, especially in Same Boat Huddle. And if you're listening to this, you're definitely of the same mind and might be dealing with the same thing or at least the same curiosity. I feel like this is an area in which we can all grow no matter where you are. And what that is, is just finding better connection with our children and our significant others. Whether you're married, uh, whatever kind of relationship you're in, I feel like when we're in the thick of life, and for me, that is now, which is, um, I don't know if it has anything to do with age per se, as much as when you have um, kiddos that are are not fully independent yet, and uh, a marriage or not, just a relationship, you know, that you're, and finances and a job and um, whether your job is staying home or out of the house or running your own business or whatever that looks like, it's just, it, it's a lot, (laughs) it's a lot to do. And when we're in the thick of all of that is when I feel like we can really lose our grounding. And for me, at least a huge part of being grounded is having the connection with my family. It's, it's absolutely my number one core desired feeling is to have connectedness with my environment, with nature, with my family, with myself. So when I start to lose that feeling of connection, I can, I just start to feel like I'm lifted off the ground in a bad way. Like I can't, it's almost like I don't know where I am or where I belong and which sounds super dramatic. So hopefully you understand what I'm saying with that. Maybe you resonate with it where you just kind of, you feel like a floating something just getting through the day and there's no strong connection with anything. You're just kind of surviving and, um, you know, and it's so gradual how it happens too. You know, you go from an exciting wedding day if you're married or like first dating or whatever it is. And all of a sudden you're just like passing each other and, um, not having sufficient or like deep conversations anymore. It's more of just like scheduling, you know, like, okay, I'll be here. You be here. You pick up the kids here, get the dinner here. And, uh, and then all of a sudden it's just this gradual snowball of like, wow, here we are. I don't feel connected to anybody or anything. What do I do about it? So I just want to share a few of my top tips and these are by no means, um, founded in studies. Uh, it's just what I have found to really help my family and my relationship with my husband. Uh, I, you know, there's not a single perfect relationship out there, but I feel like my husband and I have a very strong, solid relationship. We really like each other. Um, we're kind of that silly couple who were married 10 years almost and still can't keep our hands off each other. And we're flirtatious and, um, you know, just love to spend time together as a family. Like I said, no one's perfect. We had a lot of yelling tonight. The kids were really rambunctious and we can lose our footing too, despite all of the awesome advice I put out there. Sometimes I need to take my own, you know what I mean? But anyway, okay. 
So I have six that I wrote down and then I decide let's stop there because last week's episode was super long. So I'm going to do my best to keep this one nice and short for you. I love quick episodes sometimes, don't you? And I feel like I say that a lot and then it still ends up being like 30 minutes. So let's see how I do here. Okay. So the first one I put down is to listen. And I actually even asked my husband, I said, okay, this is what I'm going to talk about on my podcast. Do you have any, like, what's the first thing you can think of? Or like, what's your, your big advice that you would give somebody to be more connected with your family? And he, he looks at me, he's like, just listen, put down the devices and listen. So I think that's, um, one of those things where it's like, we all know it and we hear it and we're like, oh, I know, I know. And again, like I just said, none of us are perfect. Neither are we. We're not this like picture perfect family who has the basket for the devices and we put them down. We're never on them the whole night or day that we're together. But we, what we do do is really keep ourselves in check. We have the conversation of like, hey, I've, I've noticed lately that I feel like every time I'm trying to talk with you, you're looking down at your phone and you know how we'll do the thing where it's like, well, I'm listening, I'm listening, but I don't know that because you're not looking at me and it doesn't feel good. It does not feel good when you're talking to someone and they're looking down and moving their thumb up and down on the screen, you know? So it's really a matter of just having that conversation of like, can we use our phones a little less or, or you might be a family who needs stronger boundaries of like we're a family during dinner time. We try and keep devices off the table. Our children aren't really on devices at this point. Um, we've eliminated them for the most part every now and then we'll give it to them, but Otherwise, it's really just my husband and I on our phones. So we have a boundary to try and keep them away from the table during dinner time. I'm also going to talk about dinner at the very end. Um, But other than that, we don't have super strong boundaries. I would like to maybe have the boundary of keeping them put away closer to bedtime. I've actually been getting into the routine that by like eight o'clock or so, I'll actually just go plug my phone in up in my bedroom and then spend the rest of the evening without it, whether we're watching TV together or, uh, you know, doing the nighttime chores. I just, I don't want to get stuck in the black hole of social media because it can happen, you know? Um, and, and then my phone's charged and I can use it for, I, I like to use nighttime meditations, but that's a different story. So listen, just listen to your family, listen to your significant other, listen to your children. Quickly, I'll go also go into, because I know you know this story too, of when your kids are like, mom, 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 and you're looking down at the phone. You're like, what, what? I've even noticed that I think my dog gets mad at me. Now, if you follow me on social media, you know that my dog is a little bit human, so he might be <laughs> different, but I do, like I have moments of the day where I'm, you know, trying to update my stories on Instagram or um, mostly everything on Instagram at this point. And then I can get stuck in the scrolling thing or reading an article and I'm just like face in on, on my phone and my dog's sitting there staring at me or, you know, my kids are like, mom, mom, are you listening? And there was a, I, I should have thought to look it up, but I know that I, there was a study done of um, kids with their, their parents on their phone and there was like some huge percentage of um, how many times a child looks at their parent for some type of reinforcement of like just a check in or to say like, Hey, do you want like mom, watch me, you know that. Um, 
And it's like a really disgusting percentage of parents who don't see that check-in because they're looking down at their phone. Uh, so that, I remember when I heard that statistic, it was actually probably a few years ago. Um, since hearing that, I, it's it just kind of never left my mind and how sad it made me think of like, I can't imagine growing up having my mom completely checked out um, in a phone. You know, moms had their checkout, every mom does. Like we check out, we, ha- we hide in the bathroom in the closet or we just like space out, especially if something's going on, like big adult problems. Um, but to have a mom check out daily, feels really bad. Like I'm just thinking for me as a child, holy cow, would I have felt terrible, uh, having that. So try really hard to, and everyone's going to look different. Set your boundaries, whatever they look like, whether you do have a spot in the house for your phone, if there's a time of day, um, really think about how, like what's happening with your phone. And then that's a rabbit hole of, are we numbing out? Is there something else going on? But we, that's, a conversation for a different day and I'm happy to have it if you want me to have it. Okay. Number two, um, for me, a huge thing has been watching my family members and this has really flowered through my photography. Is that a, is a flowered a verb? I don't know what that was, but I'll just go with it. Um, in photography, uh, my, my heart is truly in documenting the everyday. I don't like anything posed or scripted. I just love to document my life and my children exactly how I see it. As messy as it is, as imperfect as it is, um, whether it's imperfect by scene or temper, attitude, light, like I just want to capture what my life is and have that documented. And through doing that, I've, I've learned to really sit back and watch my family, to really watch how they explore the world and how they view the world. So in simple, simple moments, I'm able to really see who they are. And in that moment is when I feel so connected to them because, you know, energetically, I'm completely focused on them. I'm not whizzing past them as they're playing and trying to clean up behind them or in my phone or thinking about the next thing that when I have the the 100% intention to just look at them, and watch what they're doing is when I become connected. So outside of photography, you can do this. You can just just stop and watch them. Take 30 seconds to watch them playing and explore. Oh my gosh, it's one of my favorite things. Since my kids were babies, when they're in that really happy play and the, the imagination is going and the stories and the talking, whether it's with each other or by themselves, it is a little piece of magic to be able to stop and watch a child do that. And my husband too is one of my favorite things to just sit and look at him. He's, I love him. And I always say, not only do I love him, I just really like him. Like he's just, he's, he's just my favorite person. They're all my favorite people. (laughs) So being able to just stop and watch him like interact with the kids or I love to stop and watch him work, like to see his brain think and count and um, doing like w- renovation work around the house or he watching him try and tinker with a car. Like it's just so cool to watch him and see how he perceives the world. And in that moment, I feel so, so connected with 
with him and with my kids. It's the coolest thing. So I definitely recommend trying that. And that leads me into a gratitude list. And I think that this kind of goes hand in hand that if you're feeling a little disconnected from these people in your life, um, and you can really like, you can take all of these ideas and kind of expand it to friendships and extended family and your parents, whatever you want it to be. Um, but to really take time in the morning or the evening to to make a gratitude list, maybe even on each person, whether it's one thing for each person or two things or three things or whatever feels good for you. Don't overcomplicate it. Don't make it so much that's like, I don't have time or I don't want to. Um, but And I have a gratitude list, not specifically around my people, but often it becomes that. Um, there's certainly other things that come up, but like this morning, for instance, um, my kids are in the routine where we put them to bed. They're in a, their phase with falling asleep with the doors open. And um, they sit up and read at night. So my daughter is reading uh, as a first grader. She's an early reader. And then my son is picture reading <laughs> at four years old. He's almost five. Um, and listening to them create their stories and read their stories is like just the best sound in the world. So that was something that I wrote down in my gratitude list. But that is also the, the watching and listening to them. So in creating a gratitude list, it's a practice. And what I find happens with gratitude lists is that when we do them consistently, you end up finding and feeling the gratitude throughout the entire day. So you know, when you first start a gratitude list, if it's something you haven't practiced, if it's something your brain isn't used to, you really have to sit and think about like, okay, what is something my significant other did today that I'm grateful for? And you might have to think about it. And then, you know, what's something I feel grateful for with my kids? And, and you might have to think about it, but the doing it consistently, especially daily is when all of a sudden you're going to find yourself having those moments to watch them come much easier. It's going to, it's, there's going to be a flow to it and you're going to find that's simply going to be a part of your day. So those two things definitely go hand in hand. Number four is talk about your highs and lows of the day. So I know a lot of us, especially with our significant others, it's, well, our kids too. It's like, Hey, how was your day? Good. I don't know. Whatever. It was okay. And then we just kind of move on. It's like, okay, hurry up, go get, you know, get your swim stuff or soccer stuff. We got to go. Da, da, da. And we don't really delve more into that. So my family and I, and we do this over dinner. And again, that's going to be the last thing I talk about. We talk about what was your high? What was your low? So what was your favorite part of the day? And what was the hardest part of the day? And you can kind of change the wording if you want to, whatever resonates with your family. Like what was a win or, you know, what was the hardest rule to follow? I found that my kids will really respond to that one. And that's really interesting what comes up and then you'll hear more about school. So I found that when I pick my kids up, so they, they aren't bus riders yet. Anyway, when we're driving home, I'll say, Hey, how was your day? And they typically are like, I don't want to talk about it. And I think a lot of kids have that response. And then parents are like, okay, whatever. They never talk to me, but one, they know that we talk about our days at dinner and I think they look forward to that. And Two, I think that kids just need a minute and then they also need to know that, hey, I'm listening whenever you're ready to talk. So being sure to tell them that, be like, I really, I love to hear how your day went, whether it was good or bad. Let me know if you want to talk about it and I'm here to listen. And then maybe ask them again later, like, hey, you want to talk about your day yet? 
And sometimes you just have to ask a more specific question again, like what was your favorite part of the day today? What was the hardest rule to follow? Because I find when I ask that big question, like, what, how was your day? They just don't even know how to answer. Do any of us? We're like, I don't know. It was okay. But as someone said to me, like, what was the most challenging part of your day with work? I would have an answer. Or someone said, like, what, what was your very favorite part of the day that had nothing to do with work? I would have an answer immediately. So think of it that way. So that's a way to engage and have conversation. And um, I find my husband and I, like, we're just genuinely very interested and invested in each other's lives. And especially with work, we know everything that's going on with work. I know all the stuff. We just lean on each other as friends, you know? And that's what friends do. We call call each other. Think of like high school and you would call each other and almost talk about nothing, but then you know everything about each other. Like that's, those are the conversations we have of just tell me, tell me about your day. I want to hear about it. And then it ties everything else in. Like put your phone down and really listen and ask questions. Tell me more about that. Like, wait, I don't understand that part of your work. Can you explain that more? Or, you know, if someone's like, oh, this person was, being a jerk or whatever, tell me more. Like, why do you feel that way? What, you know, are they always like this? Do you think something else is going on? Like really dig in and have a conversation. So talk about your highs and lows. And number six, family dinners. So I know, and like, again, we are not perfect. Like there are times, in fact, we just did this tonight. We went to Costco as a family and, uh, we, oh, there was another, oh, I'm going to give you seven hold on. Let me write that down. So I don't forget. Um, we went to Costco. So the kids had hot dogs because they're so good, but we're on whole 30. I'm also gluten-free. So that stinks. Um, so the kids had their hot dogs and then they had some ice cream at home. I know, I know it's super healthy, just being real here. And my husband and I, um, ate dinner after that. And sometimes we like to do that because we just want to be able to sit down. He and I, without the kids. We are not a couple who goes on a date night once a week. We do go out on dates. It's not as often as I think either of us would like, but we really kind of create that at home. Like we schedule nights to like, let's watch a movie tonight and pop some popcorn. Or like we have a show or two that we like to watch together. Um, like let's watch our show tonight and, you know, relax and put the phones away and just hang out together. So we'll do our date nights. Um, so again, we're not perfect with family dinners, but we have found more and more, especially as the kids are getting older, how valuable they are in creating our family connection and being able to talk and having the routine and the schedule. And you can just see that they really enjoy it. Um, and I was raised in a, in a household that we always had family dinners. And I think that like a lot of us live in a space of, I don't have time. They have too many activities. And I think that's where it's like, okay, we we need to prioritize or or like, how can I, and this is, I'm repeating this over and over lately. Instead of saying, I can't, I don't have enough time. We can't do that because of this and that ask, how can I, how can we make this work? So for instance, we limit the kids, um, their, their activities to two. You can only have two, two nights a week. And I also really look for the times that we can be home in time for dinner. So we have swimming, both of them on Thursdays. We're home by 4.30. And then the kid, um, Hannah has, uh, my daughter has gymnastics at five o'clock. And uh, so we're home by 6.30. And that's actually quite late because we like to have the kids in bed by 7, 7.30. Um, so that's when my husband and I are team players and he has dinner ready for when we get home. 
Um, and they just go to bed a smidge later at night. But anyway, yeah, my kid wants to do dance and my son wants to do running and like they want to do all of these different things. And at some point they can, but they're five and six years old. What's important in, in my opinion, and this is where like I'm not going to project onto you if you're a family who's out doing activities every single night. What I say to you is if that feels good and your family feels connected and it feels aligned and by aligned, I mean, it feels good. Be like, yeah, this is actually working for us. It might be unconventional or we do dinners differently or we don't do dinners together, but we do this together and it works really well. Then do it, you know? So that's all I say to you is do what feels aligned for us. That would not feel aligned. We would both get very stressed out. My husband and I, and the kids I know would begin to feel that. So we know how important it is to have family dinners. And I also looked up very quickly because I know there's a lot of science, scientific studies on um, family dinners. So very quickly, and I'm going to link this article into the show notes, but I'm just going to read the, the titles of it and then a couple stats. Nine reasons, scientifically proven reasons to have family dinners. Number one, family dinners mean better family relationships. And you, there's um, a whole snippet of information underneath each headline, but there's only a couple I'm going to share stats on because I'm already at like 20 minutes. <laughs> Guys, challenge me to do a 15-minute episode. Number two, family meals lead to healthier food choices. Number three, eating as a family leads to better grades. That's pretty cool, isn't it? Number four, family dinners are a chance to explore new foods. And that's actually been huge. My kids are very picky eaters, but I find that they're more inclined to try new food when we're cooking and having family dinners. Number five, family dinners lead to greater happiness. This to me is huge. So research examining 5,000 teenagers has shown that when children eat with their parents regularly, they are more likely to be emotionally strong and have better mental health. Teens who ate regularly, regular family meals were also more likely to be adjusted, have good manners and communication skills. This effect is not restricted to children. Mothers who ate with their families often were also found to be happier and less stressed as compared to mothers who did not. Hello, that's not a reason to eat family dinner. Um, number six, homemade meals promote portion control. Number seven, family dinners equal healthy kids. I feel like that's coming up a lot. Number eight, family dinners relieve stress. If you have a demanding job, finding time to eat with your family may actually leave you feeling less stressed. In 2008, researchers at Brigham Young University conducted a study of IBM employees and found that sitting down to a family meal helped working moms reduce the tension and strain from long hours at the office. Number nine, eating at home saves money. So um, per meal they found eating out, you typically spend about $8 per meal and eating at home about four fifty dollars per meal. Um, so all cool things if you ask me. So definitely reason to eat at home. Okay, the last thing I just thought of was plan together. Do things together. Um, so today I'm just going to use this an example. I'm recording this on Sunday night. No time like the present to record the podcast. And we had like, we didn't do anything this weekend that was like, a lot of people are starting to go to the pumpkin patches and apple picking and which is all amazing. And I definitely think you should do those things to connect as a family. Absolutely. But I'm trying to give you things that are very simple because I think we sometimes overcomplicate things. Like I'm not going to tell you, oh, that is another thing. Date nights. Guys. Okay. It's going to, it's going to be eight. 
this is me planning, planning as I go. Um, so I'll share these quickly, but do things together. So meaning like today we talked this morning about like, okay, this is, you know, daddy has to do this around the house and then mommy's going to clean. And and we don't talk in third person. I'm just trying to make that easy. So you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, I'm going to be cleaning and then we're going to do fall decorations and we have to go to Costco and through that. And then we want the kids feedback. Like if they're saying, I don't want to do that, or I want to play outside to know like, okay, it's important to them to play outside. Let's give them 10 minutes. Again, we're not perfect. My daughter really wanted to read this book. Uh, and I didn't push it because she was having a lot of fun doing like dancing and doing cartwheels. Um, but now I feel like maybe I should have, cause she's like, Oh, I'm so sad. We didn't get to read. Um, but anyway, really planning together, like what's our day going to look like? And then the kids helped clean things up. They helped put fall decorations out. They helped carry the food in from Costco. We do things together as a family, as opposed to go hang out on your devices, go watch TV all day. Yes. They watch a lot of TV too. And like do their own thing, but also being a part of it. Like I'm not going to get fall decorations out until you clean up the desk with all the stuff that you got out or all of your toys all over the floor, whatever it is. So do things together. And that's also with my husband and I, we really were like, it's almost like, I feel like we huddle like a football game and share the play by play. And then we're like, okay, well not the play by play. Clearly I don't play football, the plan, the game plan, and then break. And we move away just so we know, like even just now I was like, all right, I'm going to go do my podcast. He's like, I'm going to walk the dog and make lunches. And then we'll come back together and like you know, have, have a seltzer together. Again, we're on whole 30. If you didn't know. Okay. Very last thing, date nights. So again, don't overcomplicate your date nights. Um, yes, if you can plan to go out and like get a sitter and make it super fancy, do it. But like I said earlier, uh, just having the night to like have your seltzer together for 10 minutes and like just debrief and have the phones away and just hang out together. Awesome way to connect. And then also with the kids, plan date nights, whether it's movie night as a family, my daughter really, really craves alone time with me, especially since she's been in school full time. My son's not in school full time. So she knows that I get to spend a lot of one-on-one time with him. And that's also why he doesn't crave it as much because twice a week we're home together. So she will say, I want time with you. And what we do, this, her favorite thing is we'll get ready for bed early pop some popcorn and then go up into my bedroom and we'll watch a show or a movie together. And really, even if it's a half an hour, she's so happy to just have time just with me. And she's able to say that. So be sure you schedule the little, little things and it doesn't have to be overcomplicated. Like, have I taken my kids out to to lunch, just a date or like to a movie? Yeah, we've done that. We do bigger things, but it doesn't have to be big. It doesn't have to cost money. Just acknowledge the spending the time together and how, how much it can mean to your kids to put the phone away and sit down with a bowl of popcorn for 20 minutes and hang out or, you know, read together or whatever it is. So, okay. So I'm going to quick run through those again. Number one is listen, put down your devices. Number two, watch them, watch your family, really take a moment to take them in, um, write a gratitude list and then find daily gratitude throughout the day. Number four is talk about your highs and lows of the day. Number five, do things together and plan your day together. Did I skip that one? I don't know. I guess I wrote that down twice. Um, Number six are family dinners. And then number eight are 
Well, this is all over the place, guys. So technically, number seven is date nights because I wrote plan together twice. And I guess I skipped over it as I was talking. So I'm going to put that in the show notes. But anyway, I hope that (laughs) me sharing all of that gives you a little bit of something to walk away with to implement into your own connections and relationships with your family. Uh, it is so important and can um, connection, I feel like, is just the root of a relationship and it is the root of, of how we're grounded into our life. And it's not just connection with people, but with yourself and your environment and everything around it. It's just awesome. So go out there, connect with your people. Let me know how it goes. Be sure you take a screenshot of this episode, share it on Instagram, tag me at Photog Aaron J. I always love, um, I love to hear from you. I do. So send me DMs. Um, give me, give me a shout out, send me an email, let me know how things are going. And if you find any, um, any progress, any help, anything with these things that I just shared. I would love to hear it. Uh, and I will share after some music here, a little more about create your best life. This is a course I made, um, and put together just out of, um, I, I believe that every single one of you listening to this deserves to live your best life. You deserve to live a life that feels really good. That feels really aligned, that feels joyful and connected. And, that stress and overwhelm and burnout and that survival feeling isn't necessary. You actually don't need that to live. I feel like we've created this reality that without that, it's like we can't we can't have our dreams happen. We can't succeed. We can't reach our goals. And in fact, it's the opposite, which is amazing. I've seen it work. So you listen a little more about Create Your Best Life if you're interested. If not, that is cool. And as always, leave a review. If you haven't, it's an awesome way for me to connect with more women, for more women to hear me and find me if they need to hear this message. So it's not for me, it's for them. So I really appreciate you taking a few minutes to do that. Again, connect with me at Photog Aaron J. Email me, Aaron at ejoicephotography.com. All other ways to connect with me are in the show notes. And I think that's all. So treat others the way you want to be treated and have an awesome week. Take care. Create your best life. This is a course I have put all of my heart into And it's a course that I created with the idea of this is what I would have needed several years ago. And I am condensing it into 12 weeks. However, you can go through the course faster or slower, whatever pace that you need and feels good. That is what I encourage. So instead of taking three or four years like I had to do to find all of these different pieces and tools to help me get to where I am in my life now... I have condensed it into one course for you so that you can go through it and learn all of the things you need to know. So this course is designed to essentially bring 360 degrees of healing into your life. What does that mean? I want you to heal who you are physically. I want you to heal who you are emotionally, mentally. And I give you all of these tools in ways of 
uh, structure and worksheets and new ways of planning and scheduling and setting goals and achieving goals. But I'm also either introducing to you, meaning maybe you've never heard of these other tools, or maybe you've heard of them if you've been in the, um, especially in the personal development world at all. Uh, but maybe you don't know what they are. So these are different tools like emotional uh, freedom tapping or meditation or figuring out how to implement a morning routine or crystals or chakras. So you might be hearing these words and thinking, I don't even know what they are. So what's awesome is if you go to my website and go to Create Your Best Life, I have the link in the details uh, of the show notes. So it's ejoicephotography.com slash create dash your dash best dash life. (laughs) So that is where you can go to check out all the details. I have a behind the scenes video that you can actually see. I explain all of this. I show you exactly what it looks like when you go into the course and how you can go through it. I explain all the details of what you get for this course. So, um, the, the price and things that you can add on more coaching with me, phone calls with me, joining the create your best life collective, uh, all of the things. So if this If you're a woman that's sitting in a place of, I don't feel confident in who I am and I want to, or I feel so drained from all of the things I have to do every day and I I just, I need more. I need to change this. I can't do this every day anymore. Whether you're just overwhelmed or you're dealing with anxiety or depression, it's just a knowing that you're ready for more, that you have the, the strength and the courage to say, I'm done. And I deserve more and I can do more. This is an awesome course for you. And no matter what, we get to connect one-on-one, face-to-face, through Zoom. You and I are going to connect and I'm going to support you to get to that space. So while I can sit here and talk a lot about what I believe in this course, what I want to do is share a few testimonials with you of women who've already been through it. So the first one is, before starting CYBL, I was doubting my ability to leave a horrible work environment and move my family across the country to where I used to live. CYBL put things in motion and made me realize if not now, then when. I'm grateful for the courage CYBL gave me to believe in myself. And I'm so happy to report that she left that work environment. She did move across the country and she she actually emailed and she said, I can't freaking believe it. I'm living my best life. Uh, the next one is I was having frequent breakdowns because I felt as though I was giving my all to my family and did not have anything to show for it at the end of the day. I was tormenting myself with indecision regarding the future. I felt so blessed and I was happy on the surface level, but I knew there had to be more for me. After participating in CYBL, I have completely transformed the way I am living my life. I'm taking much better care of myself and in return, I'm able to take better care of my family. I now have the tools to continue to grow and be the best version of me. And the next one is CYBL helped me to reconnect and would even say discover who I have grown to be after all of my many life experiences. As I grounded in who I am, I was able to better align the chaos around me, finally aligning finally aligning it to how it will benefit me and the people I love as opposed to having life ping pong me around. 
Even on my bad days or tough phases, I know I have a toolbox full of tools to choose from. It's just up to me to utilize them. CYBL inspired me to be intentional and encouraged me to explore my curiosity. Oh my gosh, I love that so much. I love how she used the term ping pong because isn't it? I feel like that's what so many of us end up feeling like, that we are just ping pongs being bounced around and trying to deal with what we're thrown at and then we get thrown to something else like we're completely out of control. And the last testimonial, but not the only, is I listened to my intuition to sign up for this program, and I'm so glad I did. CYBL has allowed me to become more present in my life. I'm gaining back my confidence that I had lost. Energetic time management is a lifesaver for me as I was overwhelmed with all of the things, and now life seems more manageable. My anxiety is also becoming more manageable. This program has helped me remove the fog I was walking in. Oh my gosh, and all of these women... Every single one of them I get to know so well. I become friends with you and support you. And these are women who uh, invest in this course and in themselves and put in all of the time and the work to go through all of the material, to talk with me, to use my coaching and my support. And I've truly seen them completely turn the lives around. These women come to me exhausted and in tears and say, Erin, I can't live my life like this anymore. I need help. I need to get out of this. And within just a few weeks or a couple months, um, some women extend coaching even further than that. And no matter where, when I'm done working with them, I know that they're not done. But even in that time, I, I am looking at a completely different woman. So I can guarantee you that if you show up to this course and, and put in your work and choose to make that um, to make that effort and intention of completing it and putting things into to action, your life is going to be different. So I am so excited for the new women who are going to be coming in to create your best life and into the community. Um, be sure you head over to my website, ejoicephotography.com. As I mentioned, you can just go to the coaching tab and you'll see create your best life there. Uh, you can read more about it and get all set up at the link at the bottom. And I can't wait. Welcome to your best life.